No. Imagine they did like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but they like they're like late twenties working office <laughs> jobs and they still live in the hotel. <laughs> one of them one of them's like a junkie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, yeah did, they did that Zach, you mean. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish Podcast with myself, Alfie, or Ollie, you, and Harry. What's happening? How is How's everyone? Good. Man. I'm good, my G. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Just, uh, just tired. Been working and, and getting everything done. You know how it is. I think we're all in that boat. Just tired yeah, at this boy. point. But, um, but we've got an f- action-packed podcast for you, where we're talking some Champions League stuff some preview of week nine but before we get into that ollie has got some explaining to do you may have seen an instagram post yesterday um he, f- he fucked up massively guys and it is it has called into question his status on the podcast if i have to be completely honest well, this is the first i've heard of that that <laughs> side of things but yeah yeah well we have a group chat without you in it oh yeah. we'd wait, <laughs> we'd we'd wait, about wait to tell you on the podcast yeah Fair. we thought this would be a great way to explain it but no ollie go ahead tell them tell them well what, Due wow. to, um, we're going to blame Mark because if in doubt, blame Mark. Um, we've obviously got a new microphone, so you might notice I sound a little bit different. Sounds better, maybe. Maybe sounds a bit worse. Who knows? But, um, sorry? Can't sound. Can't you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, yeah. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Well, um, said microphone did really well, and I could hear Alfie. Alfie could hear me throughout the whole of the last podcast we recorded on Tuesday, but, um, Unfortunately, OBS didn't hear me, so the whole podcast, from the listener's point of view, is just Alfie having a one-sided conversation. So, on behalf of Mark, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if Mark was here, that wouldn't have happened, basically. Was it like that on Twitch as well, or was it just uh, like no. a file you downloaded? No, 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 because I downloaded the, file, like the, I download the file off Twitch, so... Everything, everyone <laughs> who's watching this at the moment would have basically, and watched the podcast last time, would have only heard Alf. So those of you watching who left comments that weren't comments about the fact that Ollie was just talking to myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> the fact that we had viewers for the entire stream yeah. and no one seemed and to no mention. No one said anything. It was just the whole time it's been me talking to myself. Maybe they like that. That's, Maybe they should yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're waiting for Ollie to stop talking for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, either way, Mark, sorry. Yeah, Mark, sorry. <laughs> Won't happen again. It might, yeah. Hopefully not. Um, sorry, I'm just putting a. Uh, I know this is annoying because now we're in the podcast. I'm just putting a thing out on the Facebook about us Twitch, uh, us streaming. Sorry, and we're back in the room. Okay, so now that that is done, we can talk about Champions League. We we obviously you know there's been Champions League round whatever. I'm not actually sure what round it is in the Champions League, but we're still in the group stage. Um, oh. What of the of group stage matches? Round Three or four. four. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, can someone do me a favour and get the tables up so you can sort of talk yeah. about that afterwards? But I've just got the results here of the, the latest games, so I'll just run through them and we'll talk about the groups after that. Uh, so Club Bruges, obviously, we they lost. Obviously, they lost five one to Manchester City because that's that's going to happen, isn't it? Uh, Round three. Huh? Round three. Nice, 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 nice. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk, who you know. Seeing, could be a bit frisky with Real Madrid. Ended up losing five 0 Yep. Uh, so that that was a great that was a great one. Uh, PSG unfortunately beat Leipzig three two. Was really hoping Leipzig could come through there. Um, in and I'm, I don't know if you guys watched this game, but this was an absolutely unreal game. Atletico Madrid versus Liverpool. 
three two it ended up to Liverpool, but it was just drama everywhere. Griezmann got sent off for something that I mean, if you, I'm riding the wave that James McCarthy wasn't a foul now. I know, uh, so this Griezmann thing definitely wasn't a foul. Uh, no, I'm joking. Doesn't even remember. make contact. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Like Saka, man, he deserved the I mean, yellow. Man, he got in the way, throwing himself in the way like that. But um, could have injured. Could you know? It could have stopped McCarthy from scoring. So, you know, last man and all that. But uh, yeah, Inter Milan then beat Sheriff. I think Sheriff's run in the, their uh, dream run in the Champions League might be coming to an end, boys, unless they can somehow pull out some sort of result in the next couple games. Uh, Ajax absolutely dominated Dortmund 4-0. That was a sneaky one that no one really saw coming, I don't think. I think everyone probably had Dortmund to win that game probably, prior, yeah. to, prior to kick off. Uh, Porto beat Milan, which is a bad look for, for this new look Milan team who have... Uh, We've been doing pretty well in the uh, in the Serie A and that, but just not putting it, not putting it, getting it done in the Champions League. Uh, Barca got a narrow win against Dynamo Kiev one 0 and then the game that me and Oli said could sneaky be the most exciting game of the uh, round was in fact maybe even the most boring game of the round. That on paper that looked like that could be an absolute goal fest, but um, but it wasn't. Definitely uh, not. Alas, alas. Man United then. Like well, Ollie, mate. He's he is the luck. Not you, Ollie, yeah. but Ole is the luckiest Don in the world, man. Honestly, he uh, he. Oh, every time it looks like he's gonna get sacked, he just pulls one. Well, his team pulls one out of their ass for him. Yeah. Because uh, this was not down to Ollie. This was certainly down to uh, the players. Is why Man United managed to get a three-two win against Atalanta. Um, then yeah, Zenit lost to uh, Juventus one 0 Benfica uh, lost to Bayern four 0 Chelsea beat Malmo four 0 But probably wish that game had never happened, considering they managed to lose both Romelu Lukaku and Timo Werner in that game for a couple of weeks. It looks like at least. Um, obviously, we'll get more onto that when we preview the Chelsea game. And then Villarreal beat Young Boys four one. So um, H, would you be able to just, unless there's anything you guys want to talk about out of those games, could you take us through the groups quickly, mate? What? Uh, right. So starting with Group A, obviously, you got PSG top, Man City second, Bruges third, and Leipzig at bottom with no points. Oh shit! Wow, that is actually. Thought, quite... You'd have thought that would have been Bruges, but Bruges got yeah, a win. Bruges is too good, mate. I'm on the Bruges. Um, Group B, you got Liverpool, quite clear top at the minute. Atletico Madrid, Porto, and Milan also on zero points. Damn. Uh, that's actually pretty good looking group to be fair that um group c ix top dortmund second sporting third and basic test bottom um group d fc fc sheriff still top oh come on uh real madrid second into third and shakhtar bottom if they can just get a result sorry if they can just get a result against shakhtar yes if they can get a win against shakhtar they're through surely um They'd at least get Europa League. Oh, uh, it depends on Inter because they're well. Inter got four points, so a, a win against Shakhtar would put Sheriff on nine. Yeah, that'd be five. Depends on the Real Madrid Inter game yeah. as well. Okay. Uh, Group E you got Bayern top, Benfica second, Barcelona third, and Dynamo Kiev bottom. Oh, Barcelona looking crashing out. They don't get their act together. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Barcelona win Europa League. That'd be weird. Yeah, um, group F, you got Man United, Atalanta, Villarreal, and Young Boys bottom. Although that's actually probably the closest group so far. Uh, group G, Salzburg top, 
Severe second, Leal third, Wolfsburg fourth. And Group H, Juventus top, Chelsea second, Zenit third, and Malmo fourth. Nice. I'm trying to see if Barcelona have ever won the Europa League. Mm. Not that I can find. Oh, okay, so since the rebranding um, from the UEFA Cup to the Europa League into uh, in 2009, Barcelona have never have not featured, obviously, in it. Um, their last appearance would have be been in 2003, 2004, where they only reached the last 16. Mm-hmm. Damn, not very good. But uh, yeah, Champions League shaping up to be as hopefully as good as it as it can be. I I feel so confident this year that an English team's going to win it. I, I again, I think Liverpool could be really in a shout to win it this year. Um, Depends, obviously, how long you know their team. If they can stay fully fit, then there's no reason why they couldn't. Imagine if Liverpool come out and win the Prem and the Champions League this year. There's no mental block for Liverpool in the Champions League, like City no. have and PSG have. No, and uh, but then Chelsea are quite like that as well. There's no mental block for Chelsea either. They they can they can do their thing, but they've got to stay fit because if they lose Werner and Lukaku again, that's pretty dramatic. But uh, right, we'll get into the week preview, shall we? So. There's only one game to start off with. The most exciting game of of uh, of this week and potentially of the season, I guess, for for a lot of people, is uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool Derby Boys. It's uh, I don't know Big what's one. this derby called. Um, I know Sky tried to brand it like Red Monday a couple of years ago. Oh Jesus! Right on, it was like the most boring nil-nil game I've ever seen. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> but... the north northwest derby, I guess. Yeah. Northwest Derby, yeah, fair. Okay, well, Man United versus Liverpool. I guess the Red Monday only really goes if they play on a Monday every year. Yeah. So yeah. Red yeah. Red Sunday this 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 uh, this year. The Red Match. <laughs> the Red Match. That's uh, yeah. Oh, I'd love the Red. Manx versus the Scarce. I've just realised in my notes it's un- untied or in the middle of a uh, not United. Um... United, yeah, so obviously, yeah, United, they're in a bit of a rough one at the minute, boys. Obviously, Ole has been uh, called into... It's gone a bit untied recently, I think. Yeah, it's been a bit, he has been a bit untied. But yeah, they've, uh, I don't think if you, if you guys realise this, but they haven't won a Premier League game in over a month. Jeez. Which is pretty shocking. Yeah. And and the wins that they do have recently, in recent memory, have all been pretty scrappy wins that they managed to, you know, Ole's been saved by either Ronaldo or, or Marcus Rashford, someone like that. Um, but you know, like yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a sticky one. Harry, we haven't really had to talk. We haven't really got to talk to you about Ollie. What, what do you think about him? Do you think he should be sacked? Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, not me. Yeah. I don't think so. Ollie, whichever one. Not, you want not yet. Not yet. Uh, I, I, no, I don't think so. I think he's done it. I was was not sold on him for the first year or two of him managing United, mm-hmm. but he's like the last year, year and a half, he's done so well. Um, he's, he is getting better tactically. He's still now learning, getting, trying to get this squad to gel together, which isn't an easy task. And like we discussed a lot, they're just a CDM away from, yeah, from being a, like a genuine contender. So I think they should at least give him a good CDM and then see how he gets on. But yeah, I I know what you mean. But he like tactically, I. I... I don't really know where tactically he's getting any better because we saw against he hasn't doesn't really make changes. He sticks to what how they play. He doesn't he's not very dynamic in substitutions and stuff like this. Yeah. 
I mean, they, he's been lucky that he's got the players that he's got, essentially, if you know what I mean. And, and although it for is, me, go on, Ollie. It is down to him as well. well. He's one of the decision makers in the transfer window to bring in a CDM as well. So you can say, obviously, give him a CDM and see how he gets on. But isn't that part of his intuition to bring that in in the first place and not get to half the part way through the season and go, oh, crap, you really need a CDM? Who saw? Who didn't see that coming or who saw that coming? Like. Admittedly, he has been. I'll give him benefit of the doubt while he had Ed Woodward hanging around, because we we know how awful Woodward was yeah. uh, as a director. So we'll give him a little break there. But then, to be fair, we don't know. Maybe they were looking at a CDM, and then obviously the whole City to Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo to City thing happened, and they had to pounce, and maybe that was their budget. Do you know what I mean? We, I, I doubt that's the, that is what is go what was happening, mm. but. I understand why they signed Ronaldo because you can't let him go to Man City, and I think he was fully prepared to go to Man City. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Liverpool on the other hand are looking potentially the best team in the league when fully fit, the best eleven. Like they've been fantastic. I mean, obviously, as much as it pains me to say, yeah, <laughs> they have. They have, yeah, they've been the best starting eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Still the mo- you know still the only team to not pick up a loss yet. Um, they look, they've been absolutely slaughtering opponents. They've got the best player in the world, in my opinion, and I think probably this podcast opinion in Mo Salah. Yeah. He's been unbelievable. Oh, Salah? Okay. <laughs> Not Hendo. Uh, right. But I was, th- I was just um, having a look, because obviously we've got the Af... The only thing that I can really think that's going to hurt them is the uh, African Cup of Nations, right? Do you think they're losing yeah, Mo that? Salah and Sadio Mane in January? Well, there's a lot of games in January as well. Yeah, I was looking at like. I think Kane's probably gone as well. Yeah, me, Ollie, me, and you, we 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 could be done for our two teams as well. It could really affect us for both sure. negatively. But Liverpool, I didn't realise how sneaky bad that is going to be for him. Matt, Joel Matip, as well, yeah. he's going. Um, there's a few there's a few guys in that, that around that starting team and in that and like yeah, especially Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, where they're going to roll out. I guess they'll roll out Origi, Firmino, Jota something like that which yeah, is not awful likely. but you know maybe Curtis maybe um, yeah Curtis Jones could go up in one of them attacking spots on the wing or something like that maybe yeah Harvey um, if he can't well, Harvey, yeah, if, or if he's back, back yeah but, uh, but yeah no for this game there's uh, I mean I think Liverpool are going to win this game but in terms of team news um, United I don't know if you saw Oli but Rashford picked up another sort of a knock against Atalanta he, he went out he went off I don't know how serious that is but I hope could not. definitely <laughs> could definitely miss the game this weekend uh, and obviously Varane is still out uh, injured uh, Maguire is still injured but he's playing uh, and he's making awful decisions while doing it but uh, as for Liverpool um, Thiago's fitness is unknown at this point he could well play he could miss out it's a bit up in the air I think they're going to give him a late fitness test and we'll see how it goes but they're definitely going to be about Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones. Um, before I get your opinion, boys, I just want to run this fun fact past you. As you know, I always like to do on these uh, Thursday episodes now in the preview. See if it sways your uh, sways your opinion on the game. But uh, United have won just one of their last 10 Premier League meetings with Liverpool, having draw, uh, uh, obviously yeah, drawn six and lost the other three. Um, and they lost this exact fixture 4-2 last season. Now, I don't know if either of you had Man United winning this, but has that swayed you? No? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, shaking heads there for our listeners. As I'm, literally before the words even come out my mouth, both heads are shaking. But, uh, but yeah, um, Harry, I'd like to come to you first on your or your opinion of this Man United-Liverpool match and what, what you think is going to happen. 
in the last ten, I didn't realise it was that bad. That is really stinky, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Christ. Um, Super stinky. But I guess when Fergie was there, it was probably something oh, yeah, similar to the other way, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I uh, can't look past Liverpool. They just look so good at the minute. Yeah. I didn't watch the game against Atletico, but um, just the form of like the confidence. But even like Mane's looking more like himself again. Yeah. And he and well, Salah's playing so well, everyone else is just feeding off of it. And Firmino's Firmino, getting goals. Yeah, come back with a hat trick. It's like, oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, just really exciting to watch the minute. Um, although I, I am bored of them, uh, I'm bored of the clock regime by now. Don't hate them, just bored of it. Okay. Uh, it's still incredibly exciting to watch. Yeah, I'm with you. And I, I'll take um, I'll take Liverpool. Two, 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. I like that. Yeah, I'm struggling to see if Man United can score, but they have so much attacking power. You, you've got to imagine that one or, one or two may sneak in. They're targeting uh, Trent. Yeah, I imagine they will be. That's the only weak spot right now in this uh, in this Liverpool team. And he hasn't actually looked too bad, to be fair, defensively. But uh, Oli... What, what, trying to improve. Yeah, exactly. At least. He's not Ben Simmons out here. But uh, yeah, little basketball reference for everyone, uh, for, for all you listeners there. See if if you get it, drop a little comment in there. That's a joke. But uh, joke. he is what a what a dick. But Ollie, what do you reckon, my man? Um, this, yeah, it's just got a Liverpool win written all over it. Really, um, United haven't been good enough uh, the last probably. Well, they've had average, very average games across the season, and they've also had quite shit games uh, across the start of the season so everything is just pointing towards a Liverpool win um, they need United need to sort that sort of defensive mid out because that seems to be the area where they're really lacking in talent um, obviously their back line at the moment a little bit shaky obviously with Maguire coming back from injury but still playing Varane still getting settled in um, yeah, everything at the moment, and the, the way that Salah's playing, it's Liverpool are just going to dominate him. I think Salah's definitely the best player in the world at the moment, and it wouldn't surprise me if he popped a couple past uh, to her. Yeah, no, definitely. I think they'll build go- they'll build goals in this game. I I think I don't know. I just I'm going to back Liverpool the Liverpool defense to stay strong, and I'm going to say it's going to be I think it's going to be two 0 Liverpool. Um, I think. United just Maguire's going to do something horrible in this game. I know that's an easy thing to say because he's, you know, history proves that he does do horrible things when he wears a Man United shirt and he does fantastic things where he wears an England shirt. It's quite weird. I'm not really 100% sure what's going on. But um, yeah, yeah I, I love it. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. I'd rather it be that way around. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that we'll get the job done here. They're going to have Allison back. Um, who else? And they're going to have Fabinho back. Um, obviously, they didn't really miss him against uh who they play Watford it's quite a lucky time for them to have a match like that when you've got the international you know they you know how much Klopp loves to moan about their players not playing for them yeah, yeah. And, and international duties but it seems to you know it seems to not be that bad um but yeah no I, I back Liverpool to get the win here annoyingly um I, I don't really want either of these teams to win but it is what it is um actually yeah for fantasy I need you I need United to pull it out of their ass because I put a lot of stock in United in the fantasy and it's really not proving to do me very well right now. Yeah. But, um, For fantasy and the fact that I don't want Liverpool to go unbeaten. <laughs> oh, they won't go unbeaten. There's no way. No, but I'd, I'd rather just get that out of the way now 
just so I know for the rest of the season that's not going to happen. Yeah, fair. I, uh, yeah, no, they, they are, I can't see it happening this week, Ollie, I'm sorry. This but, week. uh, yeah, ne yeah. next, uh, next game, West Ham versus Spurs. This is a sneaky good game. Um, probably the second best one on this, on this slate for the weekend, I think. But, um, yeah, obviously Spurs coming off that 3 2 uh, beating of Newcastle. Um, but not, I know it's 3 2. It was a weird 3 2 because Newcastle obviously scored first and then and then Spurs came back. Obviously, we had the incident with the fan. Um, but then, like, they, they got the, they ended up 3 2 because of an awful dire own goal. But it was never a game where Newcastle were going to fret, but Spurs didn't also win it very confidently. It was a weird yeah. one, like a, a mix of just horrible football, basically, yeah, from, I, two, from two horrible football teams. I said so, on Tuesday, uh, not that anyone will have heard, but I, saw, I said on Tuesday that it wasn't the fact that Spurs were amazing, it was the fact that Newcastle were just shit, so shit at the back, that yeah. it made Spurs look good. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think they're going to be. Spurs will be too. Um, well, the, the players might be on a bit more of a high after getting a, a win, but uh, from the outside, scored. that could be good. Brilliant. Yeah, score down an assist. Um, yeah. But yeah, I still think West Ham have got the edge on this game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, they could take. They, they, I think they'll take advantage of, of uh, Spurs at the back and their like fragility during in the midfield as well, despite the fact that they've got quite physical midfielders. Um, obviously, yeah. Like, if you've got Hoiberg and who else? I guess is them. And Dombele is their other one at the moment, right? Starting. Yeah. Um, I still I like Rice and Kuf and uh, Sushek, 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 Sushek uh, over um, over them. Like physically, definitely. And I think with Antonio and that, they're just they're just built to body this Spurs team. Um, obviously, yeah. Both. I mean, both teams could jump into the top four with a win here. I mean, I. I wouldn't say that about Spurs, would you? You wouldn't have fought it with the way they've been playing. And uh, But they can jump into the top four if they get a win here. In terms of team news, West Ham have got Alex Crowell and Vladimir Kufal out. I know H will be missing Kufal in his uh, in his fantasy team. That's a big loss for you. Yeah, I'm man. missing a few people. Yeah. And then uh, Spurs just got Mad Doherty, which they're probably pretty happy about considering he does nothing for them. But they've also got Ryan Sessegnon out who hasn't had the... I... Has he even played for Spurs yet, Ryan Sessegnon? Uh, he must I have think so, yeah. for about a couple of weeks ago. He was there. Okay. Yeah, I, he must have played for them by now. But my God, he has been an absolute waste of space in that team, hasn't he? He's just been injured on, well, upon injury. But uh, the fun <coughs> fact for you here, before we go too far into what we think, um, Spurs have won three of their last four visits to the London Stadium in the Premier League. However, they did lose this fixture, like two-one last season. So, boys, I would like to get you. I, I, I mean. I, I, Personally, I think this this is a West Ham, KG West Ham 2-1 win written all over it. And I hope that's what happens. Um, I think Tottenham will get a goal and they might even go 1-0 up. But they just, you know, they don't have the bottle to see these kind of games through when it's against a tough opponent that can actually give them a problem. Um, you saw what they were like against us, even Arsenal and uh, and other teams like that. They've not been they've not been too too great against. But um, yeah, Oli, I'll come to you first. West Ham, I, I think uh, they're going to do Tottenham over. I think, um, like I said a second ago, Tottenham weren't exactly amazing against Newcastle, um, three-two in the end, and they definitely should have 
got a lot more than just the three goals, technically four if you include the own goal. But um, yeah, they weren't looking too amazing during that game. West Ham have been, don't get me wrong, West Ham have had a couple of games this season where they've not looked sort of great, but that's mainly when they're sort of Antonio was out due to a red card suspension and all that sort of thing. And when West Ham have got their sort of as full of a team as they've had for sort of the majority of the season, then they're on a different level at the moment. And I can definitely sort of agree with you, really. Sort of two one, maybe three one to um, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. I think you could be on for a win. I think you're on on for a winner there, man. Like, I just I don't know. They're just Spurs are such a pretender. I don't rate Nuno at no. all, but um, I know Harry. You do rate Nuno as a manager, I believe. Oh, he's all right. From your yeah. I believe I thought from the Wolves days you may have done. Uh, in the Wolves, um, yeah, in the Wolves. Premier League days, yeah, yeah, okay. And the Championship, he had everything on a platter. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Um, yeah. But we I actually think, think Spurs yeah. might win this. You think Spurs might win this? Um, I think West Ham are going to be the better team, but I think, uh, well, Son's been good all season so far, and Kane's going to be. Well, he's off the back of a goal and, and assist, like we said just now. Um, I think it could be a classic Tottenham smash and grab victory. Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I haven't really. I I didn't consider that to be fair. I'm just so positive about West Ham at the moment. I'm just. So they, well, well. They, they beat Everton the other day one nil. They do love a one nil. Um, and that was without um, DCL and Richarlison playing. Now you imagine that's yeah you know, similar kind of fixture against Tottenham, but they've got Kane and Son playing. Um, it could happen. Well, West Ham could win. Like I say, I think they'll control the game. West Ham could win, Spurs but, could win, could be a draw. It could, yeah. Could. Anything could happen. Anything could I like happen. to hedge my bets. Yeah, nice. Uh, I like I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs. I'm going to say 2-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs. Okay, so we've got one Spurs and two West Hams in that. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely think you could be right there. Like Spurs, they're just so unpredictable at this point, I think. Um, it, it must be killer to be a Spurs fan right now, to not really know what you've got. Uh, and you got Emerson Royale. He's been an absolute joke since he's joined the and not in a good way. Uh, in a... You think yeah, you get players playing to the level that Kane and Son are playing? That normally means you can attract better players, but they've got worse as the as those two have got better. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, I've not seen anything like it before. Yeah, someone someone higher up job needs to be looked into. <laughs> Daniel Levy. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, on to the next one and on to Ollie's boys. This is a tough one for you, man, this week. Arsenal at home to Aston Villa. Um, annoyingly, Ollie, when we go through the team news, you'll find out. But uh, yeah, obviously saying just the preview here, Arsenal haven't been too fantastic in their last two games. Obviously managed to get so, uh, draws out of both of them when maybe they didn't deserve the draws in those games. Still got them, um, absolutely. Um, Overachieving. Um, <laughs> But uh, I say, yeah, in a game like this, it's going to be tough to uh, to get a win here. But Villa, Villa have had conceded a few goals. You know, obviously in their latest, you know, they conceded three goals in 15 minutes yeah. against Wolves to blow a 2-0 lead. Um, obviously, Wolves have been quite... Uh, they're quite good at going forward. They just Earlier in the season, they were just weren't finishing their chances. And they look stronger, even with Jimenez out the team at the moment. Yeah, um, It's quite sad to see, really. I mean, I'll take him at Palace. But... Um, but yeah, it's sad to see. Um, I think both teams need this. Um, neither team wants to lose the other because they're sort of around that that mark of each other. Like Villa and Arsenal, they're very much on the same level, I think, 
um, in terms of league position where they're going to finish and, and those like fighting spots. Um, Arsenal are out without with um, Granit Xhaka and Bukayo Saka has not trained so far this week. Um, obviously faking. I don't know where the hell he got picked up an injury from. Um, the boy a calf is, injury apparently oh, from being brutally attacked. Jeez, uh, brutally attacked from some bloke that resides in South London at the moment. God, yeah, I mean, dodgy bastard. If he's if he's going to be this much of a wet wipe, he's going to have to he's going to have to sort it out if he wants to if he wants to progress in his career any further. How about that age? But, uh, well, I do think it was a foul, but I also think it can't be genuinely towards the ball. Yeah, all the people that said it was assault that he's do try to meant to do that. He obviously didn't mean. To it do. was a hundred percent malicious. All right, he meant it. I even saw he had something tucked in his sock as well. But rumours are saying it was some sort of blade, but Never. I don't know. I don't know. Never. If anything, Saka stopped a goal scoring opportunity, right? Should have been sent off for it. Right? No, Terrible. Not Disgusting behaviour. Disgusting. But um but yeah, no Villa were it was looking like Matty Cash, a big player for them, was gonna be out, but it has been confirmed by Dean Smith that he should be fit and ready to go for the Arsenal game. Uh, they will be without Leon Bailey, Bernard Traore and Keenan Davis. Um, obviously, the former two, Leon Bailey and Traore, being big players for this for this team, man. Um, we've only seen a little bit of Leon Bailey, but what we've seen has been absolutely fantastic. Um, he's going to be an absolute weapon for them if he if he can stay fit, which hopefully he does. Uh, a little fun fact for you. Villa have won, that three of, uh, have won their last three Premier League meetings with Arsenal, as many as they had in their, last, in their previous 36 against the North London club. They had three wins, nine draws, and twenty-four losses. Does this say more about Villa, or does this say more about Arsenal? This that? I think a bit of both. Arsenal have come down. Wasn't Villa have come up a bit. Huh? That wasn't what I asked. Does it say more of one club or the other, Ollie? Both, mate. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> right, yeah. What were you saying? That was it. I think Arsenal. Oh, it's not, okay, it's a bit of both. Okay, fair no, enough. No, Arsenal have come. To, obviously, <laughs> our quality hasn't been great over the last couple of years. We've obviously hot, come yeah. down, and uh, obviously Villa have been quite good over the last few seasons. So it's a bit of like meeting in the middle, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. They have they have improved quite a bit, but. Um... Uh, We're a fair hey, sitting podcast, okay? We are a fair. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jacob calls me Mr. Fence whenever we yeah. ask what we want to we do. get that out of you for this. Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't mind, whatever. I'm easy going. Uh, Alright, I'm going to go to Harry then. Uh, Harry, oh, who do you think is going to win this game, brother? Well, it's hard to say, really. Uh... <laughs> could be a draw, no, um... could be a win, could be a loss. You've got to cover I all bases, guys, alright? I think Arsenal are going to win. Really? There we go. Yeah, I... Uh... I just went into my head and went with my feeling. You did, think Arsenal, you did think Arsenal were going to beat Palace. So maybe you should go against your feeling when it comes to Arsenal. All right. All right. Uh, match abandoned. Match abandoned. Nice. <laughs> They're actually going to play two games <laughs> now. <laughs> I say 2-0 uh, to Arsenal. You said that last time as well, for fuck's sake, Harry. <laughs> this is some sort of serious jinx you've got. A, I'm getting you a point every week here. <laughs> I rather have the three. I think, yeah. I, I'm not sure if uh, Harry's got Arsenal confused with a top four team, but he's uh, he's back at them. He's back at them. So it's fair enough. Appreciate it. Uh, best team in the world. Best team in the world. 
Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not raining. As long as it's not raining. As long as it's not raining. But uh, I'll go mine, then we'll have the Arsenal man himself give the final verdict on what he thinks. Um, probably deep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a few options. But uh, I think Villa... I, I think Villa got this, man. Uh, Arsenal have not been, like, you know, they're very suspect in the last few games, obviously. They had their run of three wins, which in, in a... Oh, yeah, in a vacuum, they look pretty decent. But when you, you know, you look at, like, the 1-0 Burnley, 1-0 Norwich, it's not exactly filling much hope. The, the Spurs game was great, obviously. But uh, I just think Villa... They're going to be pissed off about what happened against Wolves. And I, I don't see Villa as a type of team that take two bad losses in a row, if you know what I mean. They, they've got more, they've got their gritty, you know, they're led by Dean Smith, who seems like, you know, the kind of guy that you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to chat shit to in a pub. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think they'll have that, they have that kind of thing going with them. They've got the physical players all over the pitch. I just see, I see Villa getting it done 2-1, 3-1 Villa, I think. Might put on a little bit of a show. Buendia have a little bit of a resurgence. It's not been too great in the last few games, but he is a class player. So, Oli, I will throw it over to you, my man. What do you think is going to happen? Well, it could be anything, really. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Um, I think... Thank you, boy. Yeah, always. Have to. Um, but I think, obviously, like we discussed on Tuesday, uh, a lot of... When we were ple- when we were actually pressing and sort of going forward with, with sort of speed and determination we score but as soon as we sit back after we got that first goal we obviously just defend 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 until it becomes too much for us and then obviously Palace ended up scoring too it wasn't until then Palace sat back when we started to push again where we saw it score another goal so it shows that if we do push forward and we're putting all the pressure on sort of the opposition then we can score so I think we just need to be doing that on a more for a longer period as opposed to just doing it for the first 10, 15 or whatever and then Dominate, sitting back for ages. That's 10 minutes according to Arteta. No, we did. Absolutely. Dominate. Definitely. 100%. But no, as I say, as soon as we put the pressure on, we do score the goals and it sort of shows that just because we scored one goal doesn't mean we should then sit back and then defend. We want to push and build on that lead and that's where the difference between the top four and a lot of the other teams, especially Arsenal, is at the moment. See, City have been sort of that team to be winning 3-0 and be wanting to score more and more and more and never give up, never sort of just sit back and defend for the rest of the game because that's not in their mentality. And I think that needs to be in more of Arsenal's mentality as well. Um, hopefully Arteta's learnt something from the, the Palace game. Um I'm sure the players have probably got some thoughts as well that they're going to share with him uh, or have shared with him. So, yeah, um, Villa, yeah, they might be obviously looking to get something from this game because of the the heartbreak of the Wolves game. But this is where Arsenal can capitalise on that and hopefully do them in. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think that's that's a, all all fair points, all fair points there. Uh, going back to that um, Paris game, I did think I actually did think that the tactics were obviously a little bit I'm assuming that was the tactic from Arteta was obviously to get if you get that goal then you know defend sit back a bit and try and eke out the winners I mean what I'm assuming that they well, were going that's what I thought as well but and then I've um, read some stuff from Arteta in the it was a post-match conference and he was basically just said yeah as soon as we just scored we just sat back and I was a bit like was that if you don't want that to happen 
tell your players to push forward yeah, like, then. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, exactly. And then look at the, so if that was the tactic, then why the fuck did you play the formation you played? Because you exactly. only played one CDM. Um, but then if that wasn't the tactic, then why the hell are the players doing that? Obviously. Because they shouldn't be. They should be listening to you. And if they're not listening to you, why the hell are they not listening to you? Yeah, obviously Saka um, came off at half-time yeah. because of his horrible injury, gruesome injury. But um, uh, and then Lokonga came on and obviously we were playing two CDMs and we looked slightly better then because we actually had a bit more sort of stability. Um, obviously it then took a little while for us to sort of properly get the momentum going again. By that time, obviously you guys scored two goals, but still... Um, I just think that we need to be learning from these mistakes and not just go, okay, we'll go again next time and see what happens. Um, like, like Artessa said in the sort of press conference, that they, they sort of they sat back and they, so as soon as we scored, we're like, okay, if, you, if they do do that, it's your job to tell them to push up the fucking pitch and to, to, to put this pressure on. You're conducting this team. You're orchestrating this team right now. You tell them to do it and they should be, do it. If you're not happy with them, don't just go, oh, okay, well, I'll speak to them after the game about it. Do something about it there and then. No, I'm, yeah, it's, it's poor poor management, really. I think it comes down to things again. Now, um, we are going to move on from Arsenal now because we could be on this for time and we've got more a load more fixtures to get through. But one thing that I'm sort of... I'm working on it at the moment. I'm not 100% sure if I'm convinced, but I'm, I'm leaning there. It's a little bit of bias involved, but I want to hear your guys' initial thoughts. I'll, I'll come back with a proper argument for this at some other... In a couple of weeks, when I've got more of a you know, a game selection to go from. But I think that we could be looking at Vieira, potentially already a better manager than Arteta and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. With the way what he's implemented with Palace already, an idea, a philosophy, you know, the way we dramatically changed. You know, Ole and Arteta have both been there years and they haven't been able to implement something like that. So I just want to sit, I want to sit, you know, feast on that for a little while. I don't, I just, I'll bring a proper argument to you guys in a couple of weeks and we'll have a proper discussion then. Maybe we'll do a podcast on the, the hierarchy of the managers or something. But I'm not here for that one, unfortunately. Little, 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 <laughs> I think that could be an interesting debate, that. Because, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll get onto that. But Brighton, Man City. God, Man City, do, just do them over, man. Early doors, get them done. The, Brighton are starting to show the team that they really are. Um, you know, they had that amazing start on an easy run of fixtures, if we're being completely honest. Games that they should have won, they won. Games that they lost, they should have lost. It's run-of-the-mill Brighton, but people got a bit overexcited. They still can't um, put the ball in the back of the net, no matter what was depending on it. Um, City, they're just in City things, not losing. Uh, even though they haven't got a striker, I still think it's hurting them, but not hurting them enough to put them out of the title race, weirdly enough. Um... But yeah, I uh, in terms of uh, team news. Uh, wait, hold on, let me look at the table. So if Brighton lose, well, yeah, we only be three points off Brighton if uh, if we beat Newcastle and Brighton lose to Man City, we only be three points off Brighton. If we won against you guys, That's pretty I mean, mad. If we won against you guys and we uh, we won against um, Villa, we would have been top four. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. But um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So in terms of team news, Brighton, they got Danny Well back out, Stephen Alzate back, and Adam Webster. Who cares? Um, in terms of Man City, their only big, big long-term absentee is Ferran Torres. Uh, John Stones was in the team against uh, who do they play again? To go back to the top, uh, Club Bruges. Oh, wow. um, he was in the team against Club Bruges. I think he was on the bench. And then Gundogan, Zinchenko, Everton, and Gabriel should all be uh, Gabriel Jesus. Man, no one's just referred to him as Gabriel, have they? Mm. Um, Gabriel Jesus 
Uh, if you said Gabriel to me, I probably would have thought of Arsenal, Gabriel. Yeah, true, true. Original well, Arsenal Gabriel or current Arsenal Gabriel? No, I would have thought current. <laughs> yeah. Fair play. But yeah, no, I, uh, in terms of that, I think City are going to get the job done, man. I mean, this is a great fact. And I think that this, I think we're all going City, but this should just cement it. In their first eight games versus Manchester City, uh, the, uh, for Brighton City, the score ag- aggregate is 23 to 5 in favour of City. Big. In eight games. Yeah. In eight games. Uh, I yeah, I think City are going to get the job done. I think, I don't really think there's too much to talk about this game. Um, fucking Brighton can't score goals, right? And they're now coming up against one of the best defenses in the league, and one of the best attacks in the league. Now they can sort of defend. They're not a bad defensive team, and it could sort of prove a problem maybe because they've got big, big players in that back line for Manchester City. Could cause a problem if they try, you know, they try to play a lot from set pieces and stuff like this. That could be a bit of a problem. But ultimately, I can't really with the last few Brighton performances, I can't see them getting a result in this. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean Brighton. A lot of the time, they they play some really good football, but they that all it. means that all means jack shit if you're yeah. not scoring goals and you're not winning games. I mean, they're 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 obviously winning some games. They didn't quite win the table, but all this the hype. From the Brighton fans specifically, they need to slow your roll because you're not going to be beating Man City this weekend. I don't think. Um, it's covering my back a little bit there. Um, I don't think. But, uh, might... Yeah, I, I'm going to say 3-0 City. Yeah. But, I mean, the foundation's there for Brighton, but there's still a long, long way to go. And also, XG means jack shit. <laughs> and you never know Potter could be tempted by a job uh, a job away somewhere and if they lose Potter they lose everything so um, the job opening I hear I'm yeah. north for a lot, a lot of money a lot of money I'm sure that they'll be look- I'm sure Potter's one of the men they're looking at but uh, Ollie what would you think on this one man do you, um, do you think Brighton can get anything out of this I'd hope not just because of my fantasy team I can do with a <laughs> I massively could do with a, a city clean sheet um but yeah, no, like you guys have said, Brighton started well, but they were they won the games they were supposed to win. They've lost the games they're supposed to lose, and they drew with Arsenal. But um, yeah, well, they haven't lost all the games they're supposed to lose. They should have fucking lost against us. But yeah, well, still way. sorry. Yeah, are <laughs> oh, you? Yeah. Couldn't tell. Um, yeah, no, it's just going to be a case of City walking all over them. I think. Um, we did mention earlier City are kind of missing that sort of centre forward striker role, but they still seem to be getting the results out of it. Um, I will go for a two nil to City. Two nil to City. Yeah, fair enough. For my for my fantasy team because I'm playing you this this week, it would actually be in my best in my better interest in fantasy for Brighton to get a result here. But I'd rather lose horrendously in fantasy league than for Brighton to get any sort of result in this game. So uh, hopefully you and your boys can put on an absolute show against Brighton, and yeah, get the job done. Because I'd, I'd yeah, I'd rather lose by a hundred points in fantasy league than uh, than Brighton get any sort of result. It's only one, it's only one week to lose, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This, this is yeah. where doing the fantasy you get such a roller coaster of emotions. Because it's just yeah. like, oh damn it, I want to win, but at the same time. Oh, other teams are going to win. When it comes to Palace, I'd obviously always want Palace to win over me winning in the fantasy league. Mm. If it means this like, is the plus about not supporting a Prem team. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's maybe uh, not even a championship yeah. team next season. <laughs> At least it's not Arsenal, mate. You, yeah. what, what league do you have to get to before we're like, right, H, you've got to go, bro. You're not representing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always represent the real football fan. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll always be here. You'll always be here. But um, right. So yeah, we all got a City win. That's pretty easy. It's another one that I think this is going to take all but two seconds to talk about is Chelsea versus Norwich. Um, I mean, Chelsea will stay top of the league because they're going to win this game, and Norwich will stay bottom of the league because they're going to lose this game. I don't think you know it's not algebra. This is very it's two plus two equals four stuff. Um, in terms of team, yeah, I mean, if there's a game that they want, if there's if this is a game. Okay, hold on. This is the game that they want to not have their two starting strikers fit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, even 100%. if it's not, even if it's only going to be a week where both of them are out, this is a great week for it to happen because obviously, oh, I, I yeah. yeah, I mean they're going to start Havertz and what they'll probably start like yeah maybe a false Ziyech. line of Havertz and then Ziyech's injured. Pulisic, Pulisic is out is injured as well, so it'd probably be um, what Mount uh, Mount. Havertz, Havertz yeah. and Hudson Doi, front three, which is not a bad front three at all. Jesus Christ! Finally, they had Tammy Abraham, eh? Or Olivier Giroud, yeah. But uh, yeah, so Werner and Lukaku are out, and, Haki- and Ziyech and Pulisic are out. How Ziyech and Pulisic have got injuries when they don't do anything for the team anyway baffles me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I've literally noticed Ziyech on the pitch maybe twice since he's moved to Chelsea. He's he's honestly like he's not been great, but he's not been he's made of glass as well. He's been okay. He's been like when he's played, he's got some goals and some assists, but he's not had the he's not had the consistency. Pulisic, that has been a real drop from uh, the elite, like Captain America or whatever they were calling him. Is uh yeah, he ain't gonna be helping them get to no World Cups anytime soon. But uh, Norwich, oh. Tino's, no one cares what I put. I don't think anyone cares. I don't even know if they got any injuries. Who gives a shit? But uh, Chelsea have won last of their tw- ten of their last twelve against Norwich, drawing the other two. They have lo- their last loss to the Canaries in the Prem back in December 1994, where they lost three 0 Blimey! So um, that was before yeah. the uh, the uh, Russian oligarch money. Yeah, before any of us were born. Of Ken Bates. True. Yeah. But uh, I, I think this is pretty simple. I'm going to go for a Chelsea win. And this could be a good 3 or 4 nil. But I could also see Chelsea getting a 1 nil scrappy win and not being able to do anything. Just because that would be Chelsea, in it? But guys, what would you reckon? Anyone see Norwich doing anything? Getting anything uh, out of this? I'm going to go straight in for 7 nil Chelsea. 7 nil Chelsea, <laughs> I love it. I uh, by, by half-time. Nice. Could do with Havertz getting an absolute flurry of goals. Um, he's actually done nothing for me so far. This fantasy league, it's great. Um, Took him like third pick. I'm gonna go four nil to Chelsea. Four nil to Chelsea. Yeah. A little bit more right. reserved, just because they've not got. Got to be a flurry. Come on, they've got to get a flurry of goals here. A little bit more reserved though, because uh, they've not got Werner or uh, well, no, that exclude Werner. But they've not got Lukaku, so. Um... Maybe because they haven't got Werner, they'll actually score some goals. A lot, a lot of goals. Seems to be whenever Werner's included in any sort of goal, it's disallowed for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, even his one against the, the one they scored against Brentford was disallowed. But uh, on to the next one. The best game of the weekend Palace versus Newcastle. The boys. Um, yeah. 
I think, uh, obviously, you know, going off the last two weeks has been pretty heartbreaking as a Palace fan. Should have had uh, six points, but only came away with two. Um, yeah, Newcastle's obviously Newcastle's first game under this new Saudi ownership. Didn't go quite to plan. They lost 3-2, but never really did much in the game, aside from the first two minutes where Callum Wilson scored. Um, obviously, they're going to be, yeah, the big news of the week is that Bruce, uh, Steve Bruce has been sacked. Obviously, that's the big Newcastle news. And they have got uh, interim manager Graham Jones taking over. Um, one thing that I have seen is like Newcastle fans have been on Twitter very, you know, voiced their opinion on Graham Jones as this saviour for their club for now. Um, where does that come from, considering that he was a part, has been a part of this coaching staff throughout yeah. Bruce's entire <laughs> tenure? This is what um, I said to you last night, saying <clears throat> surely they would just be... Well, they would potentially be better just keeping Steve Bruce as opposed to like until they've actually got someone permanent lined up for the job instead of obviously just getting a caretaker manager in someone who's probably heavily influenced by what Steve Bruce has been doing there and will probably be doing a lot of the same things that Steve Bruce would have been doing so Did you see what Sam Maximan said as well about Steve Bruce oh yeah very yeah. heartfelt very yeah so things like that is another reason why it would have been better to just possibly could have been better to just stick with Steve Bruce. Yeah. If he got, like, as much as it doesn't look like it, if he's actually got genuinely good relationships with these players, and especially someone as important as, say, Maximin. Yeah, if he has the dressing room, they should keep him, because there's no reason not to. If he didn't have the dressing room, then it'd be like, yeah, get away, he should do it. they should have got with... I mean, they should get rid of him, because mm -hmm. he was a bad manager. There's no... No softly spoken voice can get over the fact that he is an absolutely awful manager, like tactically. Like we have to just put that is the that is fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, it was stupid to get rid of him when they've got no obvious, no obvious replacement. And the replacement names that I've seen have not been exactly great. Lampard, Eddie Howe, like it, it's a bit better, I suppose, Rooney. but nothing that you think is going to start the resurgence or like you know, I guess the initial surgence of. Uh, Newcastle and I haven't been up top in a very long time but uh, in terms of team views for Palace um, Zaha obviously missed the Arsenal game through illness but has been confirmed that he should be fit and ready to go for this week it's not Covid I don't know he's just feeling a little bit ill off coming um, coming off international duty maybe picked up a little bug or something should be fine uh, obviously Eze is like it's basically the next couple of weeks Eze is going to make his uh, debut for the season and it's just depending on what it is. Hopefully it can be this week. And uh, also Nathan Ferguson is likely to be back in early November, a player that we signed a little while ago and hasn't even played for us yet. So hopefully he's good. Uh, Newcastle will be without John Joe Shelby through suspension of the red card he got against Spurs. Paul Dummett and Martin Dubravka are still out. In terms of a fun fact for y'all, I, uh, I have this one. Palace are looking to go unbeaten in their opening five league matches of the season for the first time since 96-97. They also they have only lost one in their last six at Selhurst against Newcastle. So well, is I don't know. double Palace heavy Palace, Palace heavy bias uh, facts in there for you. Well, that's what you get when you write the content, boys. You do what you <laughs> fucking want. Um, right, I'll go to you guys first. I'll go to and then I'll, I'll say my piece on what I think the uh, result is going to be. Uh, Ollie, take us away, son. Newcastle ten 0 um, uh, yeah, I think you guys should definitely beat them. I'd be a bit worried if you didn't. Um, they, yeah, they haven't done anything since this whole Saudi takeover, apart from sort of sassy Bruce that's going to really make 
massive changes to the way that they're playing. Obviously, they haven't had a chance to bring in any players yet because it's not transfer window, everything like that. So there's no reason that you guys shouldn't beat them. You guys have been a, a like a, a pretty decent sort of team over the uh, sort of so far this season. It's just holding on to those wins uh, that you're sort of seem to be struggling with. But I don't think Newcastle are going to have that same attacking threat that sort of some of these other teams have had that have sort of managed to sort of steal these uh, points away from you. But um, yeah, you guys should should win. There's not really much more to say, really. Right, cheers. Uh, yeah, hopefully. But uh, Harry, what do you reckon, my man? Uh, yeah, I'm going to bet Palace. You're going to be confident after the last few games. Um, Newcastle obviously don't have any confidence. Um, some, sometimes kicking a manager out does make a ridiculous change, even that doesn't make sense. But um, no, I, I, at home as well, I, I can't see anything other than a Palace win happening. Oh. Okay, you guys are filling me with hope and I don't like it. But um, I, I think we're going to win and I think we're going to get a 2 or 3 nil win personally. But the only thing that worries me is the fact like the fact that they've got a new interim manager does sort of worry me. That is always a li- That always can help a team like H-, like H said. But in this particular instance, I just don't know if it will. It's a bit of an un- unknown right now. You could sort of you can sort of tell normally if just getting rid of the manager will help in any way. But in this sort of, in this degree, who they've got coming in and who's going out, I'm not 100% sure on if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Also, saying there's no, like, not a very going forward attacking Ollie, I, I am so shit scared to take Maximum and Callum Wilson because they can come out of nowhere and get goals. You know, I, I, I think you will you concede one. I don't think you guys yeah. will keep a clean shit. I think you will concede, but I think you guys will score more. Yeah, but I think, I think ultimately we've got a hell of a lot more about us than they do. Um, and I think we will get and I'm just I just Callum Wilson and St. Maximum do scare me but that's mm. it that's the only part of their team that's this is where you guys need to be 2-0 um, <coughs> up at that point where like, towards the end of the game or whatever yeah, yeah, exactly. when they're not going to have as many chances to, to equalise when you've only got that one goal sort of deficit then it, it's a lot easier that there's only a, there's a much smaller gap for them to close in on um, so they might might spur him on a bit more, but yeah, yeah. All right, we're all back in the palace. I love to see it. Love to see it. Like, hopefully the boys can get the job done this weekend. Please, Almighty Lord, please. All right, next game: Brentford versus Leicester. Um, yeah, Brentford doing an absolute madness this season. If they get a win here, they can drop into the top five, which is crazy to think. No one thought that coming into the season. Uh, Leicester, their initial struggles seem to sort of. I don't know if they're gone or they're still there. They're conceding goals, but they're getting, you know, it's a great win they got against United to come back and, and, and see that off. Um, their defence is horrible, but they've got, due to the injuries, really. But they, like I said on here, they can outscore pretty much any team. I, I'd put them in, you know, in terms of Vardy, Daka, Ian Acho, these players, they can score against any team. Um, I think it'll be a great game. In terms of game new, team news, Brentford will be about Johan Wisser, Vitali Janle, Shandon Batiste. You, you liking these pronunciations? Like? You, I've, um, I have already noticed it's actually Yanelt. Well, that's how the commentators say it anyway. Yeah, Yanel, Yanel, whatever. Uh, Mads Beck Sorensen, that was almost very British. And Josh De Silva, they're all out. Uh, Leicester, Iosi Perez, even though he played in the Man United game and was very good, apparently he's ill and he's got an injury. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi, uh, Mendy, Fofana, and James Justin are all out as well. 
um, and your fun fact for this one is Brentford are winless in their last seven meetings with Leicester in all competitions one draw and six losses so what do we think I personally wonder when the last time they actually played each other was yeah I don't certainly uh, the last time they're in the same league probably would have been when yeah. Leicester were in league one yeah, yeah well. I was, which was a good decade ago that's probably why the fact says in all competitions because all seven of them yeah. have probably been in sort of various different competitions various cups and that yeah. but I, I'm back in Brentford man well, I, I think, think Brentford... it depends on what Leicester do mm. um, in terms of their starting they start Dakar. yeah that's what I was going to say Dakar obviously scored in the last Prem game scored four goals last night was it four goals four yeah. goals last night um eight minute or nine minute hat trick or something pretty decent um, so he's clearly having some sort of form at the moment I reckon if they start him alongside either Ian Acho or Vardy who knows they could have a better chance but Brentford have been that bogey team this year so yeah. H what would you reckon on that? I think I think Leicester will get it done but um, yeah I mean, Brentford is going every week that they're not pushovers mm. um so it will be exciting to see them keep that up. But I, I do think Leicester will get it done. I mean, Vardy's just been electric after all the talk we had at the start of the season about whether or not he was starting to show signs of ageing. Yeah. He, he's, he's still looking pretty sharp. So Yeah, I think they'll get it done. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think Leicester's season will be very much on back on form if they can pick up a win here. It's a much needed one. But yeah, I'm sure if they can get it done, then it's huge for them. Right, Leeds versus Wolves. This is a mad one because we were saying in the last podcast, I think Leeds now need to be considered a relegation candidate with the way they're playing at the moment and how they're going because they are very much, you know, if they lose this week and other results go against them, they could be in the bottom three. Yeah, Um, sneaky bad. They have been sneaky bad. Um, They're just not consistent at all. Uh, Wolves have started to turn their season around. They, they were looking like they were playing dangerously. They just couldn't get the goals. Now they seem to be getting some goals behind them. Triore's looking fantastic again. Um, he just needs to get his finishing uh, sorted, and he'd be an absolutely unplayable boy in that team. But um, but yeah, I think they've won last three of their last four games as well. That's crazy. In terms of team news, uh, Leeds have got Cot. Is it Koch? Robin Koch, the midfielder, Luke Alien and Patrick Bamford all out. Wolves have got uh, Trincao, uh, Mosquera, uh, Hugo Bueno and Pedro Neto all out. Um, and your fun fact, boys, is uh, Wolves have won, le- won their last three away games against Leeds without conceding a single goal. Nice. It's a big game. And with I-, I am backing Wolves in this one. I think Leeds, they're, they're too inconsistent to try and call out for a win. Like I just... Their defence is horrible. Uh, without the likes of, obviously, uh, Rafinha has been in and out of the squad throughout the uh, season. Uh, Bamford, obviously, with a big injury. I just don't see where they're going to get the goals from if, if Rafinha's not firing on all cylinders, basically. They seem to really struggle. And uh, I just think Wolves, yeah, Wolves are going to be riding this high of a, of a great comeback win against Villa in that Midland sort of derby rivalry. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm back in, back in Wolves. What do you guys think? Uh, I'd have to agree. I think Wolves have definitely picked the sort of stepped their game up a bit this so far this season. Got off to a pretty shaky start, but they seem to be moving in the right direction now. Huang's obviously come in and it's done quite well for them. Um, Jimenez has obviously been a little bit sort of fifty-fifty. Plays well in some games, but doesn't score. But and then 
scores in another game but doesn't particularly play, play as well in that game so it's a bit of he's a bit of an unknown at the moment um, but yeah Leeds just haven't looked good at all this season um, so uh, the stats stats don't lie Wolves are going to win one thing I do want to say about Wolves though is uh, for obviously following the incident in uh, Newcastle the other day with a fan, all the Wolves players requested like CPR training and everything, and so they spent the day or a couple of hours the other day all learning CPR and emergency sort of recovery sort of um, what to do in those sort of situations. So it was all at request from the players as well, which was quite nice to see. I think other That's teams should definitely idea. take that on board. Really Good lads, mm. like, that. like that. There was a lot, lot of jokes about uh, Triore trying to do the chest compressions oh, on someone yeah, yeah. punching through their chest. So, <laughs> yeah, that could that could definitely. Oh god, could you imagine that? You'd actually be shitting yourself if you saw Triore stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to feel a bit better, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me let me die. <laughs> but yeah, age. Hey, would you reckon, my man? Leeds or Wolves? I am gonna plump for a one-all. Okay. We don't um, usually think, go for draws in this in this in our no. prediction. So that is a that's a. I always forget that. Means that it's going to happen. We're allowed to uh, pick I think, draws. I think the Ellen Road atmosphere is going to be big for them tomorrow because this is a winnable game for them, um, and they they are going to be wary because they've seen Wolves come back last week, but they'll have also seen a side that was up against it for seventy five minutes. Um, so there's you know a lot of frailties in this Wolves squad still, even though they're going to be on the high of the comeback and let's not forget some of those comeback goals were you know they were pretty shite goals there was an element yeah, yeah. of luck about about some of them as well so some weeks that'll fall sure. for you other weeks it won't um i don't think walls are a team that get too intimidated but a ground like Allen road that can be a factor um so i think leeds will be fired up for it um, but, but this, if they lose this game, like without much of a fight, then I definitely agree they are a relegation candidate. Okay. I think this is a big test for them. Right. Okay. So if they lose this, you're fully committed. You're fully in on the lead. I'll again. say. I'll say. Yeah. That yeah. this is a serious threat. They right. need to. Okay. Them. Nice. 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 Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Everton Watford. This is a real quick. Like, Everton have to get this job done. It's at home. It's at Goodison Park. Watford are disgustingly embarrassing egregious football team that do not deserve to be in the Premier League. They are horrible. Uh, the way that they are ran, they are systemically horrible. Um, the fans, oh, I don't even know how you how you could be a Watford fan. Baffles me. Um, they, yeah, Ranieri's not surviving the season. They will have had three managers this season. It's going to happen. In a season that have three different managers. They are, they are a horrible football team. I don't even wanna, I'm not even going to say who's injured. Because who cares? They're, they're disgusting. But Calvert, but Everton have Calvert Lewin, Richarlison, Takure, Andre Gomez, and Delph all out. It's a big name, big lot, uh, big names. Uh, it's basically only four of them out because I don't think anyone okay. remembers Fabian Delph actually plays football anymore. That's true. That's true. But um, I'm, I hope Everton get the result. It is could be could be a bit touch and go considering the injuries they have. But they still have the likes of Andre of um, Damari Gray and. Uh, Townsend that are being an absolute madness for them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully. And the fun fact is, Everton have never lost a home game to Watford in any competition. Thirteen wins and two draws. It's the most they've ever faced a side at home without defeat in their history. Nice. So yeah, Very I don't fun. know about you. I'm, I'm back in the toffees. Andros Townsend is going to score seven. Up the toffees. 
Yeah. Yeah, Everton win this. Um, although Decore is a massive miss for him. It's a huge miss. Um, so hopefully he'll be back by the time they they play a real real team again. Um, I hate. I hate. But this this week, yeah, no, it's got to be Everton. Yeah. Three nil. Oh, OG. Um, yeah, I agree with what you guys said. To be honest, um, Watford aren't good enough. <laughs> Everton are, are better. Um, they have got a fair few players out, and I can only imagine if what if Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Decore were well, more um, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. But if they were fit, how much better would Everton be doing right now? They probably like, wouldn't have lost to West Ham. No. They probably would have beaten Man United. I'm just going through their results. They probably would have beaten Man United where they drew one all. Um, apart from that, so they would have probably had five more points than they have now, and they'd be on 19, and they'd be joint top of the league. Let's say. There we go. <laughs> There's these big players that are missing for them at the moment, and they don't seem to be doing too badly without them. Luckily, Rafa is um, an unbelievable manager. Very true. Um, yeah, obviously they're missing some big names, but they don't seem to be doing too badly without them at the moment. Takura is another one. Obviously, it's more recent that he's uh, obviously injured, but I don't think that will change things too much. Uh, Watford haven't got too much about them. Um, Everton should see it off. 2 0. 2 0 to Everton. 2 0 to Everton. Nice. And now for the most boring game, the last game of the, uh, of the uh, slate, is Southampton at home to Burnley. Um, both teams are in relegation battles, so they are both going to be desperate to win this game. This That could maybe make for something a bit exciting to happen. But then when you look at the quality of both teams, you're like, ah, oh, how exciting can exciting be in this kind of game, if you know what I mean? Um, especially with the players that, that you know some of these these teams have out. So Southampton will be without James Ward-Prowse. He had a straight red, so he's missing a couple of games. Uh, Shea Adams and Jack Stevens, both two, two decent players for them. Uh, Burnley have not got Ben Mee, Matty Vidra, Charlie Taylor, Dale Stevens. I expect the former two being huge players for them. Um, and your fun fact is uh, no team in the top four tiers of English football is on a co- longer current winless run than Burnley. They're on an 11-game winless run with three draws and eight losses. The Clarets have failed to score on seven occasions in this run as well. So I think purely just for history and the way things are going, I'm going to back Southampton. But I'm actually no. I'm gonna back a nil-nil draw. Fuck it. it. Most boring game. Most boring result. It deserves uh, one all. One all. One all. Okay. A bit more. I, of I, I have nothing else to say about it. Okay. One all. Uh, Ollie. One nil Southampton. One nil Southampton. Okay. So we're all yeah. back to pretty boring games here. Yeah. Um. Fair enough. I, I rate it. I rate it highly. All right. Before we scamper and leave, we're just gonna go through quickly the fantasy league. Um, okay. See you later. You gotta go. I'll run through it really quickly for y'all. Um, so the lead, well, so the, the pictures that have just happened are uh, I'll run you through them. So the top result, as uh, so they'll be on the screen now. Um, you've got George's Arsenal uh, beating Ollie's four twenty plays between fifty seven forty two. You've got Jacobs ain't got Scooby beat with a really close game with Charlie's Daniel Gregory. Uh, being 49-48 to Jacob then Mark average on a free game winning streak so far Mark losing to average 43-44 and then game 2 of the Gay Alley uh, or the Smelly Pride Derby however you want to call it Smelly Pride Derby (laughs) ended 39-33 to me 
So H, I am two and O in the derby, boy. Um, you need to you need to butt your ideas up, mate. If you wanna if you wanna come back, I'm moaning. We're we're derby day bottlers. I'll say it. We are. <laughs> I was looking at the standings. Two of your three defeats have come to me. This is outrageous. Yeah. But here is uh, here is the league table as you see now. So Charlie sneakily at the top of the league with his 15 points and the better and the best That's three uh, points ahead of me. I know, sneaky. No one's talking about Charlie. Yeah, it's purely because of Mo Salah. That's not getting twisted. <laughs> and he's a dark horse to win the league at the moment. And you've got Smelly Alley coming down to second from first after his uh, his loss to myself. Three weeks, three weeks top of us. Yeah. Who went up yeah. to third from fourth with his win against Harry. Uh, Ollie came down to fourth. Uh, Jacob's gone up to fifth. Mark down to sixth. Average seventh. And George still rock bottom of the league. That's so annoying. George. Well, unfortunately, he only seems to be playing games against me because uh, he's won three times and two of the times have been against me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. George is uh, so George is beat winning the Ollie George Derby, and I'm yep. winning the Harry Derby. I'd love to see. It. We'll keep you informed, obviously, with those. As they come, as they come throughout the season. But uh, in terms of fixtures this week, we've got um, huge another po- another podcast battle, which is Ollie's four twenty plays between the at home to my gay pride, and um, and then you've got Smelly Alley taking on average big game, mate. You've got to tough snap game. that average tough game, mate. Yeah, tough snap game. That win streak. Then you've got Mark's crouch potato against Jacobs. Ain't got Scooby, and finally Charlie's down your Gregory to George Lipscomb's Arsenal top playing bottom in that final game. There, boys. But uh, yeah, I've got to run as well because I've got a lecture in 15 minutes, so I've got to dart off. But uh, it was lovely to talk to you all. Uh, that is the end of the podcast. We've done the preview, done the Champions League, we've done the fantasy. It's all there for you. Um, this time, I'm sure, even if you're just hearing, you might not be hearing Ollie. I'm sure you are. But if you're not, it's just me and Harry for this week. <laughs> and, Bloody uh, hell. Yeah. Lucky, fun? lucky bastard. Yeah. But uh, no, you've heard Ollie's voice this week. He's back. Um, not just a mime standing there like doing all that shit but uh, yeah thank you for watching guys thank you to Ollie and Harry for joining me on this lovely Thursday evening lovely to talk football with you guys again but uh, yeah we will be back on Tuesday for another stream this will be out on Saturday for you Spotify's and or well today I guess for you Spotify's and YouTubers (laughs) on the day you're listening to it but uh, it'll be Saturday but uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit notification bells and everything. You know the drill by now. It's Spotify, Apple Music, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all these big things. Just follow us, man. Give us a like, comment stuff, talk to us, send us questions if you want, whatever it is, and we will be with you. We're just regular people like you. Exactly. exactly. Don't be scared. Don't be in- intimidated by our, our fame of three current watchers. We are three incredibly handsome gentlemen. I know. I know. Yeah. That, you know. It's facts. It is what it is. But don't be intimidated. We are lovely, down-to-earth guys that just want to talk football. We just want to talk ball. Okay. So leave your comments and all that. Mo Farah signs, and see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.